the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Holy moly, it's cold out there. I hope your radio is hot, your fireplace is burning, your little portable warm-up heater is uh, is all fired up, whatever you got to try and fight off this Arctic chill. Because, man, oh, man, it is cold outside. So that makes me even more grateful to have you along. It's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. I'm your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. And, you know, as the post office used to say, and how bad has the post office become? But rain or shine, you know, and what was the what was the phrase? Do you remember? Uh, it was uh, not snow, nor sleet, nor hail, nor, I don't remember, atomic explosion, whatever, would stop the U.S. post office from delivering the mail. And, man, I've got a friend who can't get the right mail. Can not. Went down, talked to somebody at the front desk, very unsatisfactory. So demanded a supervisor. Supervisor, very kind, very polite, provided their personal number and said, I will look into it. Two days later, the wrong mail still getting delivered to this person's mailbox. And it's one of those setups where, you know, they don't come right up to the house. There's an array of mailboxes, but they've all got their numbers on them. And just hint to postal workers, uh, if your eyes are good, each one of those boxes has a different number on it. So put the right mail in it. But um, man, oh man, I'm here and I hope you are fired up and ready to go because there's an awful lot to do. Zero degrees here in Aurora at the palatial studios of 710 KNUS. And uh, really for the first time that I can remember, and I'm sure it happens, but when I've been watching the weather, it is actually warmer in hell. Only zero degrees in Denver. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, cooler in hell, cooler in hell. I had to scratch out that minus because it was minus one when I looked earlier. But right now we're at uh, zero degrees in Aurora, one degree over there in, no, I've got that backwards, zero degrees in hell, otherwise known as my birth city of Denver, one degree in Aurora. So it's actually, see, that's the way hell works, though. When you get to the point where the cold is what will kill you, what will fry you, feels like it burns, I mean, literally walking from the car into the studio, just for those moments on your face and an unexposed skin, it's like a burning sensation. And uh, so if you have to go out, please bundle up. If you have animals, pets, please don't leave them outside. Please pay close attention. If you let them out, keep an eye on them. You can get frostbite on their noses and their paws and everything else. Just really seriously cold. And if you're smart, I've got one wall in my house that when it gets this bitter cold, one time in the many years I've lived there, actually froze. The pipes froze and the water wouldn't run. And when it warmed up, you know, it was fine. No cracked pipes, no nothing. 
but I've got a little drip going on the faucet along that wall, uh, just a little drip from the warm and a little drip from the cold. Keep the water moving. There is your plumber's tip from the former mechanic, now attorney, and Republican National Committee man, Tea Party chair, Randy Corcoran. For whatever it's worth, I hope you can use it. If you lived in Iowa, would you be getting out for the caucuses? How important would this be? I mean, we're talking, you know, this is the first in the nation. It always sets the tone. People who don't do well might make it to one or two more states before they fold it in. Of course, Chris Christie, uh, Chris Christie, is that a Freudian slip? It was not intentional. Let me just tell you that for Chris Christie supporters out there. Although I've heard many jokes about Krispy Kremes and Chris Christie. But um, he's out already. So that leaves Trump and Haley and DeSantis and Ramaswamy, who's very, very interesting. Very, very powerful, but obviously doesn't stand a chance. I've been saying for uh, weeks and probably months now that none of the others have a chance easier. New poll out of Iowa. Um, has Trump at 54%, Nikki Haley at 20%, Ron DeSantis at 13%, Ramaswamy down at 6%. If you were a caucus voter, regardless of who your candidate is, you know, the most votes, the best numbers coming out of the first in the nation presidential contest, uh, very, very important. Would you brave this weather? I just pulled up the, uh, the weather in Iowa. And the blizzard warning has stopped. That's good. Windy tonight, minus 16 degrees. Sunday, low of minus 8, high of minus... Wait a minute. (laughs) That's hard with those negatives. And my eyesight. Low of negative 14, high of negative 8. But Monday, a superb warming trend in Iowa, getting ready for the caucuses. It's going to be all the way up to minus 1 in the... Overnight low will only be minus 7 on caucus day. You're looking at 4 degrees with an overnight low of 0. Would you do it? Do you really believe this is the most important election of your lifetime, that Western civilization is uh, on the menu? Would it be important enough to get out to your caucus and vote? 303-696-1971 if you'd like to weigh in on that. 303-696-1971. Now, I got to tell you, it is so cold that I did something that I virtually never do now. I put on, I got out, broke out, put into the car, and have actually put on twice today, wait for it, my Bronco gear. My Bronco gear. And you know that... Once uh, Kaepernick and the kneeling and all of the woke Black Lives Matter, ugly, brutal, politicized nonsense was going on in the NFL, that I let go of my season tickets, tickets I've had for, I don't know, probably a quarter of a century. I even still have original seats from the original Mile High Stadium stuffed in a friend's garage. When, uh, When they tore down the stadium, if you were a season ticket holder, you could pick up your seats and hang on to them. And so we did, and we still have them. And I don't have any intention of getting rid of them. I think those came from an era when you know football and the NFL were just truly spectacular and very 
apolitical. You didn't have to swallow hard and sit through the commercials and the the lack of patriotism and all of the political propaganda. But that's how much, you know, how long I've been around and how much those tickets meant to me. I was going to dump them and then we got COVID and the Broncos said, you know, you don't have to pay and you don't have to make any decisions about your tickets this year because we're not really going to be having people coming to the stadium very often. So I got a year reprieve. NFL did not get better. And uh, when the next year came up to renew, I said, nope, you're not getting my money. I will not support this propaganda and nonsense. But I've got great warm down Bronco gear from all of the years when, you know, sitting on the, we were in the West Stands, 24 rows up near the, between the 10 and the goal line, just beautiful seats. But when you're on the West side, especially this time of year before the sun gets, you know, more properly over our side of the earth. And as the days get longer, once that sun goes behind the West Stands, it is brutally cold when you have weather like this. Sat out there in blizzards and rain and snow and sleet and massive losses. And, you know, John Elway fumbles, which, you know, swallowing all those were terrific because of what he, you know, what he proved, what he led us to eventually. But the gear was so essential. So I dug out the Bronco gear. It's bright orange. It's thick down. I'm the Bronco gloves, all of it today just because it is so brutally cold outside. And uh, I, I wouldn't say I wore it proudly, but, you know, I've really been using it now for if I'm lying on the garage floor doing something. They're work clothes, <laughs> but they're they're truly warm. And, uh, man, thank God for that because just walking, if you work in a high-rise of any kind, and my law firm is in an office building, I think it's 13 stories, 12 stories in a penthouse, I think we're at the top floor here um, at the palatial 710 Canyon Studios, uh, six stories. But, man, there's always like a wind tunnel between the parking lot and the entrance. It's like the the building when the doors open. They just suck wind. It's worse at my office than it is here, but it was just brutal. So that's the last I'm going to harp on the weather. I may keep tabs on the temperatures if they change much over the next three hours. But what is the impact on the Iowa caucus? Seems to me, and, you know, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but it seems to me that Republicans and most likely Trump supporters are the most dedicated of the bunch. They're the most fired up, the most cognizant of the incredible tipping point that we are approaching with the November elections. So I think that uh, the Trump supporters are going to do well and get out. But I guess we shall see. Many of you know that uh, the congressional delegates or the congressional um, districts here in Colorado, no incumbent is now running for Congress on the Republican side. Lauren Boebert moved over to CD4. Ken Buck decided not to run again in CD4. And then Doug Lamborn decided not to run in CD5. So CD4 is the most convoluted of the bunch, perhaps the most interesting, because let's see now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. Am I missing one? Yeah, it must be nine people, because one's missing from the current list on Ballotpedia. Over on the Democrat side, there's one, two, three, four primary candidates. Pretty meaningless. Whoever wins 
the Republican primary, will win Ken Buck's old district. Lauren Boebert rolls in there with, you know, a zillion dollars. Obviously, her firebrand name recognition. But a lot of people, a lot of grassroots activists, and those are the people that are going to get out and vote in these primaries, are very soured on Lauren Boebert right now. Not just, you know, uncertainty in her behavior and decision-making, but uh, primarily that she made this move from CD3 to CD4. Now, she argues that it was the smart move, takes the real heavy-hitting Democrat money and politics out of her old district and turns it back into a Republican-leaning district. And that so this was a smart move for her. She has knowledge of, you know, rural Colorado, given CD3 and CD4 are similar in many, many ways. But a lot of folks see it as, you know, carpetbagging, as packing up your bags and moving out. So a few of these people I don't even know. Mariel Baisley, I'm, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, Bobert, Deb Flora, f- good friend, former host here on 710 KNUS, ran for the United States Senate in the last round. And uh, Trent Leasy, who I don't know, a farmer, I think. Michael Lynch, the former minority leader for the, well, current minority leader, actually, last session and this session. He's the minority leader in the Colorado State House, Michael Lynch. Justin Schreiber, who I also don't know. Jerry Sonnenberg, who now I think is a county commissioner, former Colorado State senator, very well known in the area. And then our guest coming up after this first break, Richard Holtorf. And uh, he's a retired U.S. Army colonel, a rancher. Um, hard, hard laced dude. Uh, I've known him a while, not closely, not well. He came to our Arapaho Tea Party meeting last Tuesday, which, by the way, thank you all for coming out. It wasn't nearly as bitter cold as this, but it was a great meeting. And Holtorf addressed the group, and I know people enjoyed that very much. And so Richard Holtorf will join, I should say, Colonel Holtorf will join us after we take this next break to talk about this packed race in CD4 and why he says he is the guy to uh, break the log jam and take conservative values back to Washington, D.C. That should be very interesting. Got some great audio for you, some other things to talk about. Uh, Taiwan elected, re-elected their president, which is uh, like a big F.U. middle finger to China, which, you know, with Putative President Joe Biden in charge of the United States right now must be very unsettling for the Taiwanese people. But uh, the person who was reelected third term is certainly opposed to the one China policy. And so, wow, there's going to be a lot to watch as this political season unfolds. I personally will be holding my breath. Hertz is selling its electric vehicles or a bunch of them because they want to buy gas cars. What does that tell you about the lack of utility and savings for vehicles under hard use? That's an interesting story. And then John Corbliss, uh, just working tires, Tyler, tires, okay, my, I'm, my lips are still cold, tirelessly behind the glass to bring you some excellent audio of creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden. Man, this laughed line from the left that he is competent, that he's strong, that he's calm, that he's in charge. We will prove that to be a bunch of nonsense just one more time tonight right here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. But right now, let's get to our first break so we can bring on our first guest of the night, Colonel Richard Holtorf running for Congressional District 4. 
Ken Buck's old district, soon to be old district. He's also in the state house, and we'll hear from him next when we return on 710 KNUS. So you're all scratching your head and saying, what, what am I listening to? What happened to wake up with Randy Corcoran? But that is, uh, I decided tonight, last Saturday, you know, I was shooting for a fresh start to my year after the loss of my wife. And then last week, I wound up losing my best friend uh, from when I was four years old, best man, Paul Bearer at Tana's funeral, all those things. So I was still kind of reminiscing. And so this weekend, I decided I have got to launch into the new year. So I'm digging up some funky music that is forward looking. And that, believe it or not, was a a group called Radiohead. The song is Separator all the way back in 2011. But it's about falling out of a dream, falling out of a long and vivid dream. And the context I'm putting to that is I'm trying to fight my way out of this vivid, you know, darkness and uh, finding lots of things to be grateful for, to fight for, to live for. Um, So anyway, that explains the weird music. And no, I haven't forgotten my favorite, the 60s and 70s. You'll be hearing some of that tonight as well. But I thought you were entitled to that explanation. So let's get to our first guest. I, uh, in all fairness, I was Right before the break, I read through the list of people who are running for CD4, Ken Buck's old district, from Ballotpedia, and it didn't even occur to me that that my friend Ted Harvey, former Colorado State Senator, is not on their list. So on top of the eight people who I read to you as just competing for this race, uh, add Ted Harvey out of Douglas County and our next guest, Colonel Richard Holtorf, Colorado State Legislator Richard Holtorf, who was kind enough to grace, his, grace us with his presence at the Arapaho Tea Party last week. Colonel, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Randy, and, and thank you very much for the invitation. And, and, and I will tell you, um, when we close one chapter in our life, we open another. And, sir, I believe that uh, you've got a lot of greatness ahead of you as you open the next chapter in your life. And I hope that your journey is filled with warmth and love and and the light brights, the the light that you see is brighter than ever, sir. Well, I appreciate it so much. And I'll I'll tell you one thing about conservatives and activists, they they really do stick together. The support that poured out for me when my wife died and the people that showed up at the the wonderful service that was put together for her and, and since then, it's just been the prayers mean the world and knowing that people, you know, they can't touch your pain. They can't help you with anything, but just knowing that they care, it means the world. And I wouldn't want anybody to go through losing the love of their life. It's, it's the most horrible thing, but you're right. Um, life is for the living. She was, you know, taken unexpectedly and I've got to move forward with kids, grandkids and a country to save. And that's what you're here to talk about tonight because you are throwing your hat or you have thrown your hat into this large group of candidates, which makes for a very interesting primary in CD4. Tell folks about it. Well, Randy, there are 11 candidates in this race. Um, I was one of the first candidates and the first competitive candidate um, that has served in the state house uh, to enter in the race when Ken Buck was making so many missteps back in the summer of 2023 and early fall. 
I was the first to set up an exploratory committee and tell him, that is Ken Buck, that I'm going to help you pack your suitcase because you need to leave Washington. Ken, you're a man that wrote a book about draining the swamp, and now you have become part of the swamp. Um, so that's how this journey started for me, my friend. Um, most people may know that I'm a veteran, retired uh, a military colonel, graduate of the Army War College. Uh, my second master's degree is uh, master's in strategic studies, and I am a strategic thinker. And the Colorado House as the Colorado Whip, um, I bring that senior military leadership to the leadership team. And everybody on the team knows the hard-hitting, uh, tough leadership that I bring as a combat arms uh, attack helicopter pilot and military officer. Um, now, I'm also a third-generation rancher. I air from Washington County. My hometown is Akron. We're 130 miles from Denver, out in the Northeast Plains. And I've been out on that ranch since 1969. And what is really interesting, Randy, is the brand on the cattle on our ranch. Because my granddaddy raised his family on that ranch. My daddy raised his family. I raised my family. The brand on those cattle have been on Buffalo Springs Ranch, and formerly Buffalo Springs Land and Cattle Company, since 1892. 1892, so our roots run deep in eastern Colorado as a third-generation rancher, cattle feeder, and farmer. And I'm also a no-nonsense conservative. I am a hard-hitting uh, Republican uh, with deep roots in arguably Washington County is one of the most conservative counties in the state of Colorado with 92% registered Republicans. So I grew up in that world, and I'm a part of that fabric. And I bring that to the state capitol, and I'm going to take that to Washington, D.C., sir. Very good. It's interesting. Um, as I was leaving my house tonight, you know, one of the things you have to do um, when you're in transition, law, you know, a divorce, or in my case, uh, becoming a widower, there's an awful lot of stuff to go through. There's an awful lot of stuff to, you know, over 28 years in a relationship, you accumulate a lot of stuff. And I was cleaning out a room that I often use as an office at home. And one of the things that I came across was a Ken Buck sign, a Ken Buck sign that I had in my, uh, put in my yard. Uh, Ken is a friend. We had competed when he was a prosecutor in Weld County, had some cases up there. Um, I had an opportunity when he was writing Drain the Swamp to read the draft, you know, before it became published and, and to comment and, and all of that on it. And the, his sign for his first election, in fact, you know what, I, now that I look at it, this was when he was running for United States Senate, and he called himself the grassroots choice. And I just thought back, man, either, either Ken isn't who we thought he was politically, and I, I think he's a you know, fine individual, he isn't who we are, who we thought he was politically, or the grassroots have learned a lot and changed a lot. What do you think it is? Well, um, Randy, I will tell you that um, I supported Ken Buck in the beginning of his career. I remember when he went uh, came to Washington County and uh, was campaigning for Congress. And um, in 2020, when I was uh, representing House District 64, I endorsed Ken Buck. And I did a video endorsement of him. Uh, and that went out throughout the nine counties of southeast Colorado that I represented as a state representative. But something happened. Something happened in 2022 
2023. And I call it perhaps a professional political midlife crisis, or I call it the D.C. swamp uh, taking you over and making you go to the dark side. Um, You know, they say that Washington, D.C. can change a person. And if you start drinking the Kool-Aid, you can get drunk with what Washington, D.C. is, a swamp. Um, Now, I will tell you, it takes a lot of character, and it takes a great deal of grounding in who you are and what you are and where you come from to make sure that Washington, D.C. does not change you. I don't want to pick on Lauren Boebert, but she has found herself lost. Um, And we'll go back to Ken Buck, but she is a victim of this curse as well. And I think Ken Buck has become a victim of this curse. And it's unfortunate because Ken, when he started, I think he put on the armor of conservatism. I think he drew that sword. But as he, over five, six, eight, now 10 years near, has been up there, it has changed him. And he has lost his way. So we need a strong person that's grounded in strong values and um, is unwavering in their conviction and will not fall victim to what is the Washington, D.C. swamp. Well, we certainly don't need to go back to Ken Buck since he has chosen to retire from Congress and leave that an open seat. I think it's probably more important with the time that you have here on 710 to talk about what distinguishes you from the competition. Seems to me with 11 people running, um, it makes it an open field for everybody. I I suppose Boebert's name and money and all those things could maybe sweep up uh, a fair amount of votes just based on that. However, uh, a lot of the grassroots folks and activists that I've talked to are not happy with this move at all. Well, you bring up a very good point. When she made that announcement, I very quickly on my website, Whole Tour for Colorado, that's WholeTorfForColorado.com, put out a press release. And I called Lauren Boebert what she is. She's a carpetbagger that's jumping from the western slope to the eastern slope. I dare say she can name all 21 counties and their county seats. I dare she, she knows, I dare that she really knows where certain places are in eastern Colorado that anybody that represents eastern Colorado should know. You know, places like uh, Ray, Colorado, uh, Burlington, Colorado, or perhaps in Logan County, Proctor, um, maybe down in uh, Baca County. Does she know where Walsh is? Does she know where Holly is? Does she know uh, the, the county seat uh, of Kiowa County, uh, Los Animas, um, in there in Bent County? Does, does she know these things, and has she taken the time to go out and learn these things? What's frustrating is she makes an announcement to switch districts before she ever goes to the district and really learns about the district. I feel it was a knee-jerk reaction. Um, the people in eastern Colorado aren't having it. Everybody I've talked to us says that they can see right through her. She is seat shopping. She's desperate because she's afraid that she can't win on the Western Slope where she is from. And Randy, I'm a military officer, a senior military officer. And there's a word for when you leave the field of battle. Politically, she has left her district and she has deserted. She's left the Western Slope and is now moving to the Eastern Slope and deserted the fight that she had to fight. She came out early on in her career saying she was a fighter and she carried a firearm and she was tough and she was sassy. But where did that go? Well, I think Washington has changed her, too. And now she's just becoming part of 
the Washington swamp and doesn't want to leave what she's doing because she's she's drinking that Kool-Aid and she likes the way it tastes. Talking with Colorado Republican minority whip Richard Holtorf, retired U.S. Army Colonel Richard do you think is Lauren the biggest competitor or do are there some other names there that uh, given what I've also heard and seen from some of the grassroots and activists out there um the the irritation with this move are there other candidates that uh, that you need to have your eyes on I mean how does this play out with 11 people running I, it's I, unheard of I think I, I certainly I've never I don't recall any time this happened Randy, I'd like to check the Guinness World Book of Records to find out <laughs> if this is the most candidates in any federal congressional seat, because I dare say it is. Yeah. Now, the good news for the 4th Congressional District, there are a lot of good candidates, and I'm not going to name their names, but I think there's three or four candidates from Douglas County. Uh, there's one candidate, uh, up there are two candidates from Larimer County. Um, there's one candidate from Washington County. And let me tell you what distinguishes me from the field. This is like a horse race, and you got 11 horses on the track, and they're going to come out running, and there's dirt going to be flying, and the horses are going to bounce off of each other, and the jockeys are going to be whipping. But I tell you what, at the end of the day, the horses that come out in front are those horses that are the strongest, that are the toughest, that are the most tenacious, that are the most pugnacious, and have the work ethic that a Colorado rancher, a third-generation Colorado rancher, knows and has learned through grit and sweat and hard work. And that is me. There's 25 things that separate me from the field. I'm going to give you and your listening audience a half a dozen or so that they need to know about. First of all, there is only one candidate in this race that is a retired senior military officer, and that's me. There is only one candidate in this race that served for 29 years because he's committed and loyal to his country and made an oath to support and defend the Constitution. Um, that's me. There's only one candidate that's had five overseas tours and served in the Pacific Theater when I flew Cobra gunships up in Charlie Delta sector on the DMZ between North Korea and South Korea. Who served in the European Theater in Yukon flying Apache gunships in in the 1990s along the old Fulda Gap and all across uh, Germany, uh, protecting the Federal Republic of Germany and supporting NATO and NATO's mission. There is only one candidate that did two combat tours in the Middle East and can say he's a lifetime member of the veteran of foreign wars and a lifetime member of the American Legion um, and a lifetime member of the United States Army War College Alumni Association. There's only one candidate that can do that with respect to veteran and military service. And I was the past commander of VFW post-8064, but before I entered uh, service in the state legislature. Now, there's only one candidate that's a third-generation rancher um, that makes his living on the backs of cattle. And we have thousands of head of cattle in our ranch, in our feedlot. Um, there's only one. I am all hat and all cattle. You can't say that of all the candidates. Some of them uh, may have a hat, but they don't own a hoof. They don't have any cattle. And owning a horse or two does not make you a cattle rancher. Now, yeah, talk I, about no-nonsense conservative. I'll get into that in a minute. I just love the uh, that I've, I remember that phrase growing up when, you know, you'd be out in a, 
getting ready to head out in the dirt for some kind of a squabble or whatever, and you'd hear, you know, that guy's all hat and no cattle. So um, I'm a non-rancher. I'm a city boy, but uh, but I, I get it. That's good. So we're talking with Richard Holtorf. He is one of the many who is running to replace the retiring Ken Buck in Congressional District 4. His website is Holtorf for Colorado, F-O-R, Holtorf for Colorado. And, Richard, we've got probably another three or four minutes, so I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you make your closing argument. Well, uh, thank you, Randy, for that, and thank you for this opportunity to speak to Colorado. I will tell you I'm a tough, tenacious, pugnacious legislator, and I've been giving the progressive Democrats on the left the business for four years. Um, Many have heard me and heard some of the things that the Democrats have tried to do. They've tried to... um, shame me, bully me, cancel me, censure me. And none of that has worked. You see, I'm too tough for that. But despite all of that, I have passed 27 bills, resolutions, or tributes in the last four years as the state legislature. 76% of my proposed bills have been passed when Democrats outnumber Republicans three to one. And I go toe-to-toe with them and I square up every day. The far progressive left can't stand me in that chamber. But you know what? Somehow I still get the governor to put his pen on my bills. How is that? Well, that's because I'm a hard worker. That's because I bring good bills up and the Democrats know good legislation when they see it. I can reach across the aisle and I have friends in the Democrat Party that work with me. Now, not all of them. The radical left, which is and the progressive left, which is probably arguably the biggest problem we have in our country right now. Um. You know, they aren't going to work with me, and I'm not going to work with them either. Now, I will tell you, Washington has serious problems. Washington needs senior leadership. Washington needs a guy like me that has country values, that has this worldly experience. Because, you know, Randy, day one, I'm ready to serve on the Armed Forces Committee. Day one, I'm ready to serve on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Day one, I'm ready to serve on the Ag Committee. Because of my life experience, and none of these candidates have it. If one candidate was in uh, making movies, maybe in Hollywood, I don't know, there might be one of those. I was fighting the war in Afghanistan, toe-to-toe with the Taliban. Another candidate might have been at the state legislature, um, you know, working in the state legislature, in the lower chamber, the upper chamber. Um, And, you know, my mom always said the cream rises to the top. And I believe that. And I think the the, the electorate's going to see that with these 11 candidates. And the, and, and the best candidate is going to emerge. And I want people to know I feel I am that best candidate and I want their support and I want their vote. And over the next five months, it is my job and my desire. And I'm going to work tirelessly as I served tirelessly for 29 years to earn their respect and earn their vote, sir. Well, Richard, I know you've been driving all over CD4 and you even popped into the Arapaho Tea Party, which is not in CD4. Um, on Tuesday night. It was really good to see you. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule. It's going to be one heck of a five months to watch everybody work. Give your website one more time, and then we really got to go. Thank you, sir. And my name is Richard Holtorf, and my website is com. That's H-O-L-T-O-R-F-F-O-R, Colorado.com. Very good. Thank you. God bless. Good luck. Have a great weekend, sir. Yes, sir. All right, when we come back, Kevin O'Leary, you know, the guy from Shark Tank, very apolitical, very successful wheeler dealer, had some interesting comments on none other than the Clinton or corrupt news network, CNN, 
about the closing arguments and this Donald Trump civil trial in New York. We're going to put our ears on that when we come back. And coming up at the top of the hour, uh, old friend of the show, former gubernatorial candidate, former CU regent, uh, founder of Camp Bow Wow, now a national chain of doggy daycares. Uh, always glad to call her a friend. Heidi Ganahl is on to new projects and new things. She's going to tell us about those in the second hour of the show. And when we're done with that, we'll get to some calls and this unbelievable audio that uh, uh, that John has been kind enough to put together over the course of this very cold afternoon. So we need to take our break. I'm Randy Corporan. Stay right there. 710 KNUS. Told you we'd get back to some of my favored oldies. You remember my first radio gig was as an adult contemporary DJ midnight to six. But from that, I picked up a Sunday morning oldie show and just fell in love with those. And then if you missed the opening of the show, I just let you know that even though I couldn't really start my new year on January 2nd because of the loss of my good friend, that uh, I'm really trying to kick off the new year and we've only just begun. I'm going to keep trying to tell that to myself. And before we run out of time, let's get to our good friend and sadly fellow widower Jack in Wyoming. Jack, if it's zero degrees down here, I can't imagine what it is up there. Are you in Wyoming tonight? No, I'm in Evergreen. It's too cold in Wyoming. Yeah. I'm not going to go up till Tuesday. Hey, let, I, let me be quick. Uh, it's a lot of. I greatly appreciate the stuff that you've said about the loss of Tana, and you can't. It, it's a tremendous help for me because I'm dealing with the same thing. And uh, let's not dwell on that. But I, I really appreciate everything you said, and it was very, 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 very uh, spot on for me. Okay, but let me go to your interview with this Richard Holbrook. Holtorf. Holdorf, okay. Uh, everything he said was perfect for me. He would absolutely capture me. But my focus going forward politically, I only care about one qualification. Have you proven yourself to be a fighter to go against the flow of the, of the, of the Democrats and the, and the communist movement? And Bobert has done that. And I don't care what she does in a the movie theater. I don't care about anything in her personal life. All I care about is people that will push back against what's going on in this country today because that's so critical. Now, everything that Richard said, I, I sign on with it. But he's not exclusive with respect to his, to his, uh, his resume that he, he offered, you know, he self-authored today. That's not exclusive. There's a guy out there three miles from the Kansas border in Burlington, Colorado, who's served in the Colorado government. His name is Mark Hillman, and I know him personally. And, and and he's not obviously he's not in the, the, the he's not in he's not running for for office right now. Right. But he is a proven strict conservative. Now, if Richard, how do you pronounce it, Holbrook? Holtorf. Holtorf. If he can prove to me that he is he's he's fought the fought and he's gone knee to knee and toe to toe with these with these lousy Democrats. Unless you've proved that to me, the rest of the resume is out, resume is out the window. And, and Mark Hillman is, is absolutely qualified. He's a third gen, he's got the same thing. He's a third generation rancher, Burlington, Colorado, four miles from the Kansas line. Jackie, I know him personally. But he's not running. And I know Mark, I, I agree that he is uh, a well-seasoned um, conservative. I've learned a great deal during the years of uh, of my activism from listening to and talking to Mark Hillman. I, I think he's a terrific person. 
but he, but he's not running. So what's your p- perspective? We got a couple of minutes. What's your perspective on Lauren Boebert packing it up in CD3 and going over to CD4? I think it's brilliant. She's a proven fighter, and that's all I care about. I don't care about anything else. If you're not going to push back and fight against these these rotten Democrats, you don't get my vote. And and and, and Hillman Wood, he's not in. Obviously, he's not in the. All right. Uh oh. You got you know. I, I think got, mountain lions are at the door. No, that it's too cold to keep the dogs <laughs> out in the kennel. So I got a couple of them in the house. Uh-huh. Okay, listen. Hey, I appreciate all the stuff you say. Don't ever stop. Thank Don't you. ever stop because believe it or not, that's one of the things that supports me. When you when you articulate the way your feelings about the loss, I mean, believe me, I, I appreciate this. Good enough. God bless, Jack. Okay, Thank bye. you so much. Bye. Yeah, Jack, a listener back to 2014 when I started a daily morning show on another station, and uh, um, and I think he's been very active in talk radio all over the the board in Denver. Never had a chance to meet him. That's what, nine, soon to be 10 years now of conversations, some of them pretty lengthy. So, uh, you know, it's always wonderful when you get to put a face to a name. Hope to do that sometime with our good buddy Jack from Evergreen slash Wyoming. And man, he's right about the cold. Um, Denver now, minus two. Aurora now, minus two, up around Evergreen, where Jack was calling in from tonight, minus five degrees. It is downright cold here in the studio. I, I think this happens pretty sure at my office building, too, that they shut everything down on the weekends. They don't run the power plants for heating and cooling uh, except for a few hours on Saturday and sometimes never on Sunday. But we're down to 69 here in the studio. And uh, so I got hands in pocket because when you're just sitting here, you know, that can start to get chilly. I'm afraid. And please, please don't hold this against me. I know, I know. I hate to admit this on live radio, but I may have to put on my Broncos parka just to fend off the cold here in the 710 KNUS studio. And I guess survival comes first. Anyway, we're about done with the first hour of the show. Our phone number here is 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by former gubernatorial candidate, former CU regent, founder of Camp Bow Wow, uh, traveled all over the state, doing podcasts now, and and uh, still continuing to fight for you and for me. And she's got something new going on. I don't really know anything about it. So we'll learn about it together if you stick around. Heidi Ganahl, when we return. And then, man, in the second hour. I want to look a little more into Hertz selling off some of their electric vehicles to buy gasoline cars. What does that tell you to an industry, a business that makes its money off the usability and the profitability of automobiles? Man, oh, man. And then uh, got lots of Biden audio here for you. And Fox News got rid of Mike Lindell. I'll tell you why. Next hour, stay with us, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.